Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to be along, my fellow. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. I'm happy to be along as well after such a delightful break for a weekend. It's delight. It's wonderful to have you all back with us, and it's wonderful to be on the radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the broadcast for November 23rd in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two, and our goal always to promote God, family, and country, and to protect life, liberty, and property. We do that using the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That's our guide. We're convinced that the checks and balances matter. They make a difference, folks, but we got to use them. They're one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Sorry for the rough start. It's hard to get back in the saddle when you've taken a break for the weekend, huh? But believe it or not, uh, we only took one day off, Sunday. Before that, we were uh, on the air live, Sam Bushman, Richard Mack together. And we talked about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, president of the church and uh, the prophet on the earth, according to the members of the church, which I'm one of them, and so I say he is the prophet. President Russell M. Nelson shares a message of hope and healing, the healing power of gratitude. And he challenged everybody to pray. And thank God for all that we have and all of our many, many, many blessings. And they asked us to go on a multimedia uh, effort to uh, give thanks. Hashtag or number sign give thanks. And uh, he wanted us to do it for seven days. And it's so nice to see social media flooded with good things instead of turmoil and anger and fighting and politics. And it's sure nice to be grateful and focus on things that matter a whole ton more than politics or whoever wins the presidency or whatever latest issue seems to be the divide battle of the day, huh? Top pathologist, Dr. Roger Hopkinson, he's from Canada, and he told Canadian government officials in Alberta during a phone conference that the coronavirus pandemic, listen carefully, is the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on an unsuspecting uh, public. Wow. He says there's utterly unfounded public hysteria regarding the coronavirus. Now, this guy owns a company that makes the coronavirus tests, right? He says this is all driven by the media and politicians. We're playing games with politics and medicine. That is a dangerous game, he said. Amazon, by the way, on the heels of all this, is now a drugstore. It will ship prescriptions to prime members. Who will be the first to get the COCO vaccine, you might ask? The question is, should health care workers be first? After the front line, will government decide who gets the vaccines? Can you decide not to get them yourselves? Big questions, very little answers. Pfizer CEO sells stock. Same day, positive results of the COVID-19 vaccine announcement comes out. Yeah, right when they announced that, hey, man, the vaccine's 94, 95% effective. This joker, this Pfizer CEO selling stocks, getting rich on the same day. Does that build your confidence, folks? Candace Owens does a phenomenal job. She sues the Facebook fact checkers for defamation. She says it's time to fact check the fact checkers. Amen to Candace. Actress Lori Laughlin 
It's reportedly adjusted to prison life and is resolved to finish her sentence with her head held high. This is an example where Lori Laughlin certainly got caught up in things, no doubt about it. But does an actress like her really <laughs> belong in prison? So Hillary runs around, vote fraud folks run around, and Lori Laughlin in jail. That's what I mean. All the good guys are going to jail. The bad guys are running around free. If that doesn't typify the point, I don't know what will. Governor Brian Kemp claims left-wing mega donors targeting Georgia. Well, I think he's right about that reality check. But Sidney Powell says Brian Kemp is in on the scam. Time will tell. Hour two on Saturday. James Edwards joined Sam Bushman and Richard Mack. And we talked about the New York City Governor Andrew Cuomo is set to receive an Emmy Award. Typically given, typically given for those in the television industry for his use of the medium in responding to the COVID, to the Coco news. Amazing. They usually give that to actors and actresses. Is Andrew Cuomo just acting on the stage, on TV for the Corona hoax, and getting an Emmy Award as a result of the great acting? Very interesting question, huh? Santa Claus is immune from the COVID-19. Claims Dr. Anthony Fauci, or Fauci. Do you trust Fauci? Now he says Santa Claus is immune. What are the elves immune? Hmm. Uh, if you get literal, that means every single mom and dad in America are immune for the cocoa, folks. <laughs> 500 plus scientists sign a letter and send it to the United Nations stating there's no climate emergency. Did you hear about those 500 plus scientists? taking the time to write a letter to the U.N. saying there's no climate change? There's no climate emergency at all? Wow. You probably didn't hear about that because it doesn't fit the narrative. Using the environment and the cocoa hoaxes to drive a tyranny and push for a global reset. I'm calling it Operation Global Jubilee. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez claims we need to pay people to stay home. Do you want to just get a check and stay home and watch Netflix? Well, then hang out with Acacia Cortez. She'll help you get that done. The Republicans don't seem to be pushing back much. They seem to be capitulating to all things evil. Sad to say, with rare exception. How will the United States get back to anything resembling normal life? They say the answer is straightforward. Wearing masks, social distancing, more testing, and better data, they claim. Wow, they say people will need a small yellow card at airports to show immunization against the cocoa. Schools, restaurants, sports stadiums will have personal testers to test you as you appear. We're talking about the great unraveling and the great and our great hope. I'm telling you right now, they're pushing for a globalist jubilee, folks. The great reset is what they're pushing for. We've got to start to stand up for the sacred cause of liberty like nobody's business. I'll tell you that right now. And that's a recap of the broadcast that took place on Saturday. Still available online at libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. Spread the word. Tell your neighbor, please. And donate liberally today, will you? We sure hope so. Every penny will help us grow our presence in the media. Without further ado, Lowell Nelson, Campaign for Liberty. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. Good to be with you. All right. Let's kick it off. you got to act now. To stop medical IDs. The problem is they've already got the Social Security card. They've already made you start to put those special um, 
what are those stars on your driver's licenses and all that kind of stuff? They've already kind of got a backdoor ID card. Lowell, is this different? Um, well, you know, when they start asking for permission to do something, they've probably already been doing it for years. So I kind of think that Camel's nose is already under the tent. But if you can stop this uh, patient identifier from being developed, you know, that just further delays the, um, you know, the camel's nose from, from becoming the camel's whole body. I yeah, suppose. so here's I the have... point that we need people to understand, Lowell. Just because they've already made serious headway on this, that doesn't mean we give up the fight. They're trying to take it to the next level of tyranny and control and monitoring, uh, and we got to push back. Go, sir. Right, and uh, we do so by calling our, our congressmen today, both senators and representatives um, from your district, and insisting that they do not, um, you know, uh, support any bill that uh, funds the development of a unique patient identifier. So this is an identifier uh, that Dr. Ron Paul helped to, to ban in 1998, okay, so over 20 years ago, and repeating this ban would allow government bureaucrats, would allow the special interest to access your medical records via your unique patient ID. So, you know, theoretically today they, they don't do that or can't do that, and we don't want to give them permission to do that. So That's why we want to be very clear. This is the next level that we've got to stop, folks. This isn't an old issue or a dead issue at all. In fact, they brought it up in your face to make it a turbo fast track, control you, monitor you at every turn issue is what they've done, Lowell. That would enable them to implement contact tracing uh, to tell whether you have a digital certificate of immunity to COVID-19 or have been vaccinated. It could also be used to enforce red flag laws by allowing law enforcement to see if a gun owner ever sought counseling for any reason. Sad about the de- about some death in your family, for example? Well, you might be a red flag risk, Sam, if you, if you uh, exhibit any signs of, you know, feeling sad about, uh, you know, your, nie- your niece or your nephew that died or your uncle or somebody who died, right? Well, why, how's that? Well, because uh, uh, allowing law enforcement to see if a, if a, a gun owner ever sought counseling for any reason, might indicate something about the instability of that person, right? If you if you have an honest talk with your physician um, about, you know, death or about concern for others in your family, uh, what about, um, you know, what, what about, you know, you're sharing the intimate details of your life, such as your diet, your uh, habits, any drug use, your state of mind and so forth with a physician. Well, this unique identifier, patient identifier, undermines the relationship that you really ought to have with your physician. Because how in the world can a physician treat you properly if he doesn't know all these intimate details of your life? But if you tell him these intimate details of your life, then you just might find yourself on a database, Sam, and um, and subject to red flag laws. So that's the danger here. Ladies Sam. and gentlemen, call your congressmen and senators. Stand up against this. It's the next step in a, quote, global ID card is what it'll really amount to uh, because you're going to have to on your passport eventually add this uh, well are you uh, safe to travel um, kind of stamp from vaccinations as well hang tight Lowell Nelson with us I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life 
from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. As a teenager, I gave my first public speech in my church. My hand shook, my heart pounded. I thought to myself, I can't do this, but somehow I did. And because I wanted to talk about things that were important, I persisted. I chided my church as a senior in high school for not seeming to care about the not yet born, for looking the other way and for not taking a stand on life. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live. Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org, riding shotgun now. We've heard a lot about President Trump's battle to get honesty in the vote. I think President Trump is right on the point. He's had a lot of people fighting in his camp. Uh, It looks like Giuliani and Sidney Powell and many others have been standing together for quite a few days, really hammering home the vote fraud reality check. But now, I guess things are starting to change, huh, Lowell? Well, it came as a surprise, as a surprise to me, Sam, but news broke yesterday that Sidney Powell is not on the president's legal team anymore. So the way the corporate media is spinning this shakeup is to describe Powell uh, as making far-fetched and unsupported claims of voter fraud in the 2020 elections. And in the elections in Venezuela and, and around the, the globe. Sydney Powell is practicing law on her own, uh, so goes the statement. Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, and campaign lawyer Jenny Ellis said in a statement, quote, she is not a member of the Trump legal team. She is also not a lawyer for the president in his personal capacity, end of quote. Well, Powell had made the headlines in recent weeks for her increasingly outrageous and unsupported claims of voter fraud in the 2020 election. That's the way the headlines read in the corporate press. Well, Powell, in a statement, indicated she intends to keep litigating despite her separation from the Trump team. So apparently it's true, Sam. She says, I agree with the statement today. I will represent we the people and seek the truth, she said. I intend to expose all the fraud and let the chips fall where they may. We will not allow the foundation of this great republic to be destroyed by abject fraud. 
for our votes for President Trump and other Republicans to be stolen by foreign interests or anything else, end of quote. So that's the news item, Sam. I don't have much more information than that. I just found the report somewhat disappointing. But, you know, maybe she can be more effective by pursuing the lawsuits on her own. Uh, seems as though she was all she was doing was giving interviews. I don't know when she got any work done because, she was giving so many interviews, and, and in fact, Attorney Lynn Wood pushed his lawsuit in Georgia, and he's, he's not necessarily part of the Trump legal team, right? So maybe she can be more effective on her own. I just do not know. It came as a surprise, Sam. All right. I'm not going to express an opinion on this. It just does nothing but cause trouble. Kurt, you want to come in on this one? Well, some of the um, updates that I know about, um, Michael Flynn, um, the... Uh, guy that the president uh, chose to run the uh, oh, the whole intelligence area that has been, um, you know, uh, beat up ever since then in the early days of the campaign um, that she's been defending in court and the uh, DOJ has decided to, you know, um, hold off on anything and yet the judge won't let it go. Uh, but he says that she's going to continue to work um, you know, like she has, Meaning she's she has Powell. never, yeah, and she has never, uh, according to a report that uh, she gave a statement to CBS, I think it was, saying that uh, she had never uh, charged the Trump campaign for anything. She's just working for we the people, she says, and uh, she'll continue to work in that uh, fashion. Uh, so as far as I can tell, you know, she agreed that uh, she wasn't really part of the uh, Trump team. Um, well, she was. Giuliani uh, said that, she was before. So, Or, excuse me, uh, what I'm saying is she agreed with this statement now. Right, you know, agreed. This recent statement, and that uh, she had uh, will continue to vote, work on uh, the efforts that she's making. So, you know, that's that's pretty much all I can see there. All right. Any commentary about it, gentlemen? Any uh, takeaways, any thoughts about what it all means? Or um, are we just going to, you know, do the details and that's it? Lowell? The only, the only other thing I heard about it was that she is qualified to pursue uh, um, a, a, a trial of a case in a military tribunal, whereas uh, maybe the others are not. In other words, the others, uh, uh, Giuliani and, and Jenna and others are civil lawyers. She's actually qualified to pursue... Um, charges in a military tribunal, and and maybe that's why she's uh, you know breaking off so she can go a little deeper into pursuit of justice uh, other than just civil remedies. That, that's yeah, that may, might be true. I don't know. I All right. hope so. Who do you think is going to get uh, sworn in on uh, January twentieth? Inaugurated? Uh, is it going to be either of the two, or is it going to be a delay? What do you think is going to happen, Lol? So up in the air, Sam. So up in the air. I mean, we uh, did 37 days of this uh, uh, dancing around through the courts and, and lawsuits and so forth in 2000, uh, Bush v. Gore, and uh, I expect it'll come to some lawsuits in this one. Um, but, you know, like uh, some of our friends, yeah, I'm pretty pessimistic that, that uh, Trump is going to be rein, rein, uh, reinstalled as president. I hope that he is, but I, I uh, have serious doubts about it now. 
we're only about 20 days into this, so we're about halfway compared to uh, mm-hmm. the Bush scenario, right? Yeah. And I think people are acting way too hasty, without a doubt. I think that they ought to let the courts and let the um, evidence and, and all that stuff kind of come to fruition. I think people are jumping on the bandwagon too early to uh, unfairly uh, attack Trump. Pat Toomey is one of them. Chris Christie, another one. They're all basically saying, give in, it's a disgrace, and stuff like that. I don't see as, it as a disgrace at all. Uh, I see that the president has every right to challenge uh, if he sees fraud, and every right if he believes that he has been wronged, that he uh, addresses those redress of grievance uh, in the courts. Now, you can say, well, he's had his head handed to him in the courts. Well, I've never trusted the judges in the first place. See, I've never believed that the judges in the courts are the answer uh, to a lot of this in the first place. Uh, at least at the federal level. Now, they all say maybe they'll go to the Supreme Court. Time will tell. I don't know what's going to happen with all this, but I'm backing Trump's. Uh, he has every right to push for a redress of grievance if he feels one is warranted. And I think it's wrong for uh, people in the media to short circuit uh, that attempt by the president or that effort by the president to say, hey, I want the truth to come out. Now, I don't know what this division between Giuliani and Sidney Powell is all about, if it's a strategic move or if it's a, a, a really a breach between the two. The mainstream press would want you to believe it's just a meltdown within the Trump you know, defense or Trump campaign. I don't necessarily agree with that at all. I think Sidney Powell is a very good attorney. If I have to side with her or Giuliani, I'm siding with Sidney because I don't trust Giuliani at all. And so you kind of wonder if... Um, if Sydney had the real goods and was going to do some real takedown stuff, and Giuliani's there to uh, make sure that it doesn't happen. I don't know. But I know Giuliani's a swamp monster, and he helped uh, manipulate the 9-11 stuff quite well. So time will tell. Any other commentary on that, Kurt? You know, I don't know what else to add, except that, um, like you, I agree that uh, Sydney Powell has got a track record that's, uh, well in my opinion, just stellar. Um, I, I think that, uh, at least if I'm comparing the two, Rudolph Giuliani is a lot more uh, familiar with kind of the old-fashioned kind of vote rigging. I mean, he's seen it in New York. Uh, he talked about it on his uh, recent little podcast thing of common sense. Um, I... At least my feeling is that's his main uh, forte or his uh, effort um, there, and I think there's enough with the uh, um, with just that and the uh, you know things for uh, I'm talking about the additional votes being brought in in the middle of the night and all that kind of stuff to for him to focus on uh, with Pennsylvania and Michigan and Wisconsin. Uh, I think uh, the others are a little bit harder for him just because that's a boatload of info for him. Of course, Nevada is probably up next there. Um, but if you get those three, uh, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin, you've got a huge amount of um, work to get done. And then uh, I think Sydney's more focused on the whole uh, uh, Dominion voting systems and all that kind of stuff. So, All right. Do you think I Trump's still going to prevail and be inaugurated on the 20th of January? I do. Um, well, I don't know about the date exactly, uh, simply because I've never seen, uh, you know, the amount of fraud uh, that we've, you know, uh, at least uh, that I believe has been uncovered and uh, there's more to come uh, at this time. So, uh, but I, I do hope that the uh, president will prevail and that honest and uh, 
well, we'll have honest elections reinstated in America. In I hope for that, too. No doubt about that. All right, man, Mr. By, Hornberg. By way, oh, go ahead. By the way, Sam, uh, one more nail in the coffin in vote by mail. I just wanted to explain what some of our people, uh, by our people, some of my friends have been involved in the what they call the Great America Strike Force. All right, why don't we come back and let you tell the story? I don't mean to chop you off. I just want you to get into it straight away. So we're talking about uh, what's happening with mail vote. Good, bad, reality check, time will tell. Um, The inside information from trusted parties matters. We'll talk about it in seconds. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. President Trump's campaign on Sunday appealed part of a ruling that clears the way for the battleground state of Pennsylvania to certify the vote from the November 3rd election. In a court filing, the campaign asked the U.S. Third Circuit Court of Appeals to review a decision by U.S. District Judge Matthew Brand. Brand's ruling issued on Saturday described the case based on strained legal arguments and speculative accusations. The Trump campaign said it was focusing its appeal on the narrow question of whether Brand improperly refused to let them amend their lawsuit. Wabatosa police have arrested a 15-year-old Milwaukee boy who they believed opened fire at a Mayfair mall Friday afternoon, sending eight people to the hospital. Police Chief Barry Weber said the suspect was arrested Saturday night and that the shooting was the result of an altercation between two groups of people. Police had said Friday that witnesses described the shooter as a white man in his 20s or 30s, but Weber described the suspect as a 15-year-old Hispanic boy. His firearm was recovered during the arrest. USA Radio News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. The product that you have given me here is, as far as I'm concerned, sent to me from heaven. I love it a great deal. It's hard to find anything that's real nowadays. I enjoy it immensely. It's making my life so much better. I feel so much better. And during this pandemic, I have no worries whatsoever. My immune system has got to be at a top-notch level. I don't seem to get colds or anything. I don't know what getting sick is anymore. This is so cool. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. As politicians around the country impose freedom restrictions, including curfews and school closings, some Americans are pushing back. With what's going on in Kentucky, USA Radio News' Tim Berg explains. The Kentucky Attorney General has joined with the religious school to sue Governor Andy Brashear, a Democrat, to block his order that bans in-person instruction at religious schools. Brashear issuing the order last week that directs all public and private elementary, middle, and high schools to cease in-person instruction and transition to remote or virtual instruction beginning on Monday. A.G. Daniel Cameron, a Republican, says halting in-person instruction at religious schools would violate the First Amendment. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Kentucky has four and a half million residents. A man from the United States who helped drive the global phenomenon known as the Ice Bucket Challenge to tackle ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease has died at the age of 37. Patrick Quinn from New York was diagnosed with ALS in 2013. USA Radio News. 
begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, a quick update on mail-in votes from the insiders. Lowell? Uh, so the county clerk there in the county in Nevada would send out mail-in ballots to tens of thousands of people, and ma- many of By the way, hold on, would... unsolicited. Right, right, because of the mail-in ballot, you never have to ask for a ballot anymore. It just comes to your to your address naturally, whether you're dead or alive, whether you have moved or, or not, it just comes. And so... In many cases, these ballots would be returned as undeliverable. Tens of thousands of these ballots were returned to the county clerk in Nevada there. Uh, I think we're talking just Clark County. Uh, undeliverable. And what would the county clerk then do with these undeliverable ballots? Well, in about 80% of the cases, the ballot showed up as having been returned. And so a lot of the strike force that was down in Nevada, and I have friends who who went down there to help with that, all they did was they would call up the people uh, whose ballot had been received and ask, did you vote? And and in 80% of the cases, this person on the other end of the line said, no, I didn't vote. And yet there was a ballot cast in their name uh, in that election. So I'm just describing one uh, way in which mail-in balloting is subject to fraud, and it was there in spades in Nevada. We don't know where else it was, but that was one place that was investigated and by the thousands. Of, uh, I mean, there, there were numerous, we're talking dozens of teams uh, combing through the 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 evidence uh, in this way, asking people, uh, did you actually cast a mail-in ballot and finding four out of five times that the answer was no, and yet there was a ballot cast for that person, even though that person did not cast the ballot. Yeah, and, and I knew we were in trouble when President Trump back four years ago warned that there was fraud. And the Democrats mm-hmm. at that time said there was fraud, that the mail-in ballots were a problem, that and they complained and complained and complained, and they never accepted the last election at all. But then when President Trump said, hey, there might be fraud this time, right, and the, and the mainstream press and everybody in government, the swamp, all went against President Trump and said, hey, Trump's not going to accept the results. You know, we're going to accept the results no matter what. The system's honest. And Trump kind of stood alone. Even the Republicans didn't back Trump hardly. They just remained mm-hmm. quiet. Even now, most of the Republicans are just quiet. They're not standing with the president like they ought to. Everybody in the country should be standing up and saying, we want honest elections. If there is allegations of fraud, let's get to the bottom of it. Let's be open. Let's be transparent. You would think anybody in their right mind would be for that, regardless of which candidate you're for. But I knew that the, that the fix was in um, when they uh, really, I mean, he, even President Trump's so-called friends, for the most part, are against him on this. Chris Christie had a real shot of being involved in the Trump campaign, in the Trump you know, presidency, et cetera, et cetera. And now Chris Christie's saying, hey, Trump's legal team is a shame, and Trump's a shame, and Pat Toomey's like, hey, you know what, give up the ghost and, and capitulate to the Democrat fraudsters on this. And, hey, the swamp is so deep, folks. And I pray for a miracle. I'm with Kurt on this. But I just don't see it. I don't see that the people in America are righteous enough for a miracle like that. 
And I, I, I just, I feel like, hey, the swamp claims its own kind of a thing. And we're in serious, serious trouble. All right, let's look at the Pentagon and the CIA. Who controls them? You might well, ask. Who are they in charge yeah. of? Jacob Hornberger. Uh, Jacob posted this column at ronpaulinstitute.org last Friday, and I believe it helps to explain why Trump has not been able to do a lot of uh, what he said he wanted to do with respect to U.S. foreign policy. So basically, Hornberger is saying here that the president does not make foreign policy, but that the Pentagon does, the CIA does, the NSA does. Now, this might come as, as a surprise to a lot of Americans, and they might wish it wasn't so and that we need to change things. So the president is the one who makes U.S. foreign policy. Hornberger writes, quote, Trump had four years to bring home these troops. Clearly he wanted to. The reason he didn't, the reason he still can't, is because the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the CIA won't let him, end of quote. Now, Hornberger also mentions a book entitled National Security and Double Government by Michael J. Glennon, who is a professor of law at Tufts University, Hornberger says Glennon knows what he's talking about. Glennon's thesis is a simple one, he says. The real power of the federal government lies with the national security establishment, namely the Pentagon, the CIA, and the NSA. They permit the president, the Congress, and the Supreme Court to maintain a veneer of power. That veneer is not important to the Pentagon or the CIA or the NSA. What's important to them is who holds the actual power, not who appears to hold the power. So Trump's inability to bring the troops home from Afghanistan and Iraq provides confirmation of Glennon's thesis. Trump wanted to bring him home. He vowed to bring him home. He had four years to bring him home, but he was simply unable to do so. Why? Because the Pentagon and the CIA did not permit it. And so this, this reminds us of Eisenhower's Eisenhower's uh, warning in 1961 about the military-industrial complex. That was 60 years ago, 70 years ago, now 60 years ago. It's while Trump has been a strong president, but you and I are witnesses today, Sam, that, that there's an even stronger, more powerful national security state preventing the president from doing what he wants to do when it comes to U.S. foreign policy. And this just adds weight to the deep state, whatever you want to call it, the shadow government, whatever term you want to put to it, the Illuminati, the global you know, tyranny, the whatever. When, you know, when the, the Trump team cut Sidney Powell, um, when the Pentagon and the CIA are in charge of foreign policy, when nobody can get to the bottom of vote fraud because the courts won't let you, hey, the swamp, the shadow government is taken over at Lowell, and it's evident to see everywhere. You got that right, Sam. Not only is Trump has a, not only does, does Trump have a right to investigate. I mean, I mean, all Americans, like you said earlier, all Americans everywhere should be standing up and insisting on the investigation into the election fraud and the voter fraud. Because if we don't have that, if we don't have election integrity, we have nothing. In this country, well, and, and there should so be we, millions of Americans to Pat Toomey and Chris Christie and many others saying, "Hey, you don't stand up for honesty on vote fraud. You attack the president when he has every right for a redress of grievance here, and you're going to short circuit the process and deny the president of the United States due process. That can happen to anybody, my friend. You are out on your ear next election. Yep. In fact, if we can do a recall to get rid of you earlier, we will. But see, the American people are just like, mm, hey, is the football game going to be on? 
you know, hey, are we going to, and until we're engaged as a people, Sadly, I just don't see a different outcome. Jacob Hornberger is correct on that. Speaking of that, we should be all up in arms about the coronavirus hoax, too. And you know what? I don't think that the coronavirus is a hoax. I do think there's a virus and people are getting sick. I just don't think they're being honest about it. They're not being candid about what the solutions are to really deal with it because they want money, because they want um, to force vaccines, because they want to use this to remake America, to push for a jubilee, a reset. All right. So let's go to Denmark for case in point. Boy, there's a law in Denmark that was uh, giving authorities power to forcibly inject people with a coronavirus vaccine. That, 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 that law was actually there in play. I don't know if it's actually on the books or just in consideration, but that was the law. But it has been abandoned. What? After nine days of public protest. This epidemic law would have handed the Danish government power to enact mandatory quarantine measures against anyone infected with a dangerous disease, not just cocoa. But it was the part about vaccination that caused the biggest uproar. Well, the Danish health authority would they would have been able to define groups of people who must be vaccinated in order to contain and eliminate a dangerous disease. That that was basically the gist of the law, right? Well, Turns out the people over there would not have it. And after nine straight days of protest against the new law, that law has been scrapped. So there's a little bit of news there, Sam and Kurt, for us in, in, in Denmark. You probably didn't hear about this in the corporate press, but I do shout hooray for the courageous protesters in Denmark. And yet with this victory also comes a sobering realization that politicians around the world are beginning their attempts to force this vaccine upon us, Sam. America's two largest Republican states, that's Texas and Florida. I submit they won't be Republican for long, by the way, but they are now. They announced they will have no more lockdowns. I pray that's true, but they are pushing masks and other tyrannical force realities. They may not push for lockdowns, but will they push for vaccines, Lowell? That's a big question. we got to push back big time on this, else we're going to have a vaccine mandate looking us in the face, Sam. There is a solution for this COVID-19 madness. Lowell with the details in seconds. CampaignForLiberty.org, ladies and gentlemen. Lowell Nelson, Kurt Crosby, Sam Bushman on your radio. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. 
Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, Lowell, the lockdowns are out of control. A couple of states saying they're not going to do them. We pray they can stay strong. But there is an answer to this, my friend. Well, in in my opinion, it's civil disobedience, Sam. That's what uh, Dr. Scott Atlas is suggesting. That's what the protesters uh, in Denmark said. And um, that's uh, basically what it comes down to. Atlas said in a tweet the other day, he says, you get what you accept. Let's say that again. You get what you accept, right? And so if we citizens are going to accept these lockdowns, we're going to accept these mask mandates, we're going to accept business closures, then that's exactly what we're going to get. We simply can't accept them. The founding fathers would have stood aghast at this type of passive response to an overblown government. Uh, they, they, they wouldn't stand for it, fam. They, they stood up and stood up for their freedom. And uh, they fought for their liberty. Are we going to just uh, you know, allow ourselves to, uh, you know, put this, uh, you know, behind us and, and just try to play along? I mean, the founders wrote this. They said, when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off said government. Peaceably if possible, Sam. Are we there yet? I sure hope so. Well, the we, founders we are could right. be. We could be. The problem is the... Um Government bureaucrats in the swamp are making it harder and harder and harder to peacefully um, meet together and have peaceful assemblages, if you will. They're starting to basically say, because of the cocoa, we're going to arrest all of you if you get together. And, and they're using literally the coronavirus, and this is kind of the problem, to literally circumvent your right to peacefully assemble. Uh, so a lot of people, for example, gathered around the governor's house, Governor Gary Herbert, uh, and he kind of melted down and then, you know, Different municipalities started to put laws that you can't be that close to their house. And, you know, the battle's on between the swamp and the rest of us. Kurt, you want to add to that? Well, one of the things I was going to comment about is um, Lowell uh, mentioned about the uh, voting there in Nevada. And it seemed like we saw something like that just a while back when uh, 
trying to remember what the uh, situation was, but I know we had to uh, kind of verify uh, by a, a number of people that were on the list of a certain uh, ballot measure or something like that that was uh, passed a while back. And I remember calling all those people and, you know, on this so-called uh, signers list or whatever. And, and you know, out of out of a hundred, you'd be lucky to get two or three that had really signed it, and the others just—I mean, uh, there must there's just massive vote f kind of fraud going on in that, and we see it um, in our small little areas that we're familiar with, and there's a whole lot more uh, going on, and and on the whole Governor Herbert or getting together kind of thing. Uh, Maybe I guess everybody will have to do it with Zoom or something like that, but I do see more pushback, especially more and more in the country, not in the big cities, but in the country, um, and that um, heartens me. That is a blessing. There is more pushback than we've ever seen before. There's people organizing and people getting it together and saying, hey, this has got to stop more so than ever before. Kurt's right about that, Lowell. Yeah, he is. Uh, the, thank goodness for rural America <clears throat> because – a lot of great people out there, and um, we need to we, we we need to join them, right? We need to be the ones who stand up uh, for our freedom, for our liberty. If we don't, we're going to forfeit them. Amen right? to that. We, Judge Napolitano <clears throat> speaks out, says, "Here we go again, anti-state <laughs> lockdowns." So he's warning about what we're talking about right now. Is the point uh, in his column uh, at LouRockwell.com, Lol. Uh, right on, Sam. Uh, the essence of his call, I'm going to strike right to the heart of it. Uh, basically, he's saying that the governors, uh, they are bound by the due process clause of the Fifth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution uh, and, and, and by similar clauses in their state constitution. All right? in, in other words, if, if you lose your liberty, your life, or, or your property because the government takes it from you, Sam, you are entitled to due process before that happens. And so what he's saying is that any governor who, who abrogates your right to life, liberty, and property without due process, without giving you due process, in other words, a trial by a jury of your peers, they are committing a felony. Talk about coming out and being bold. Judge Knapp writes this. He says the jury trial requirement is called due process. And a constitutional guarantee is, uh, he says, is only as reliable as fidelity to the Constitution of those whose hands we repose it for safekeeping. But in other words, he's saying they're not going to, to follow the Constitution unless we insist that they, they follow it. But the bottom line is that uh, this, this abrogation of freedom, of your liberty, by a governor who just, in, you know, by edict, by fiat, declares you don't have the right to your life, liberty, and property anymore, that is a felony, and it ought to be prosecuted. And so what he's saying is that when governors use police powers to interfere with personal liberty, a liberty that is expressly guaranteed by the constitutions of the state and the federal union, and they do so without a trial in which the government proves false, they, meaning the governors, have violated both state and federal law, and thus all executive orders regulating private personal behavior are profoundly unconstitutional and even criminal. I agree with you 100%, Lowell, but there's zero accountability these days. Yep, yep. 
But what would it say, Sam? What would it what would it say? I mean, great message if a DA or an attorney general, you know, criminally charged his, his own governor for felony trespass over something like this. Well, and that and that should happen. And when we have protests, for example, that you know we're five hundred. People, maybe a thousand at best, turn out for something. Just imagine if se- there's seven hundred thousand people in Utah County um, uh-huh. where they they're you know going to Governor um, Herbert's. Um, I don't know whose house it was, but it was where he was at or whatever. Uh, you know, but what if we had seventy thousand people go there? Uh-huh. One tenth of the county, right? Or five percent? Uh-huh. What if we had thirty-five thousand people go? Powerful. You see something like that when you see these, um, you know, Trump trains where they talk about so many miles of uh, cars and so many thousands of boats or all those people showing up at these rallies. So you see some of that happening. Um, I submit here in Utah, what you've got is a, a more kind of a, a sleep uh, group simply because they view, um, you know, the Republicans as the winners, and so then they kind of figure out, hey, there's not much we can do here, and yet I I believe that the uh, governor needs to be opposed big time in his most recent efforts, and I think that's kind of happening because they, isn't the mask mandate kind of shutting down this week or whatever? Um, no, the um, masks at least continue I've, the lockdowns and the the shutting down of activities. Is, or what Isn't his particular out. one kind of shutting down this week? Uh, well, or so his, yeah, his lockdowns and his, his don't go to uh, events and this kind of stuff is, is ending today. But the mask part is not ending. Lowell? Yeah, my understanding was that his most recent edict ended today as well, today at noon. So we'll see what parts of that extend beyond today at noon. But, you know, I, 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 I feel... I'm somewhat grateful that here in Utah we haven't had this uh, uh, clampdown the same way that other states have. Uh, it's been a what they call a soft lockdown here in Utah, whereas you know people in California and Oregon and other places they've they've really had to deal with with much much more um, because you know they couldn't open their business they have to wear masks outside all the time, and it's very different in those states than it is here. And for that I'm grateful. But we can't allow mass mandates here either. We, we, we just can't do it. We, we're going to get what we accept, folks. We can't accept it. And so no matter where you live, yeah, I'd be out protesting. I would be out um, violating, you know, the, the mandate. I would be civilly disobedient because how else are you going to communicate your, your distaste for this, this madness? Uh, well, that's certainly one way you can do it. You can do it in the courts. You can do it on the street. Uh, be peaceful, but, but demonstrate your distaste for these these uh, executive orders, these fiat orders that are depriving you of life, liberty, and property, Sam. Uh, there you have it. And, um, I, you know, so as far as I understand, though, the, the lockdowns of, um, you know, schools not being able to have football or basketball games or you know, extracurricular activities and all that is going to uh, go away today uh, unless the governor extends it at the last second. But the mask mandate across the state uh, of Utah, as far as I understand, is uh, still going to be in effect. And I could be wrong on that, but that's my understanding as I've, you know, read the updates and everything else. Maybe Kurt can check on that. Ticketmaster, 
I guess, on the forefront of tyranny, Lowell? Yeah, they're the ones who are saying, we're uh, we're contemplating a plan whereby if you want to buy tickets from us, you're going to have to prove that uh, you've been vaccinated for the, the coronavirus or that you had a recent negative uh, test, you know, a, a test that's turned out negative. And uh, until you can show that, uh, we're not going to let you purchase a ticket. Well, I mean, that's under consideration by Ticketmaster. That's not by government. That's a private entity, um, like, going along with what government wants done. And that's really part of the that, – that's one of the biggest problems we have, Sam, right? When you got uh, – when you think about uh, Twitter and Facebook and all of these sites deplatforming people who say the wrong thing, um, you've got now you've got Ticketmaster jumping on the bandwagon saying we're not going to sell to you unless you can prove that you don't have the virus or you've been vaccinated for the virus, whatever. And so John Rappaport he writes, this is what we got coming down the pike at us. In other words, businesses are going to voluntarily, you know, do this. So if you want to shop, you want to get a haircut, you want to fly in an airplane, you want to go to the office, you want to enter a public space. Well, you'd better show evidence that you've received the vaccine already or that you are, are negative for the virus. That's what they want you to show. And what that means is that they would have you in a database because, you know, yeah, that'd just be the easiest way to check up on people. So if you're not in the database uh, showing that you've been free from the, vac- or from the virus or that you've been vaccinated, you don't get the ticket. And uh, that's gonna. That's what I, we warned about this happening in Argentina. Um, you know, last year, where you, you can't be on a public transportation down there unless unless you have uh, a certificate or proof of vaccination. Well, it's coming here. And, Sad to uh, say, we, true story, ladies and gentlemen. We're flat out of time, Lowell. Give us yeah. your final line before we let you fly. Well, it would be the thought from C.S. Lewis: All all tyrannies. A tyranny sincerely exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive, Sam. C.S. Lewis there warning us years ago about this. Amen to that. Ladies and gentlemen, do not cancel Thanksgiving. Do not cancel Christmas. Do cancel lockdowns. Thanks, Lowell. You're welcome. Does a phenomenal job every week. Campaignforliberty.org. Lowell Nelson on your radio. For Sam and Kurt, God save the Republic. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby, live on your radio. This is the broadcast for November 23rd. This is our two of two in the year of our Lord, 2020. Promoting God, family, country, protecting life, liberty, property, that's what we do. Preserving the morality of this country is one of the critical points necessary if we want to preserve the sacred cause of liberty. We want to do so peacefully. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Now, Dr. Scott Bradley with us to preserve the nation, his goal, his collegiate series, book and video and worksheets and whole curriculum is available. 
at freedomsrisingsun.com. Spread the word. Tell your neighbors. He's also involved in weekly webinars, Q&As on the Constitution, and a whole lot more. Freedomsrisingsun.com. Doctor, welcome, sir. Thank you very much, and I hope all is well on this Thanksgiving week for everyone. Amen to that. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone else. I'm going to be live for Thanksgiving. Did you know that? No, but I'm not, and I thought I'd better get my licks in when I could. Well, I hope you're going to be alive for Thanksgiving. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> not right. live on the radio with you folks. <laughs> All right. Kurt has a bunch of stories he wants to talk about. Kurt? Thank you, Sam. Um, well, these are the ones uh, we put together. Headline uh, says, Life Wins, colon, at least 14 new pro-life women elected to House. Republicans flipped many seats previously held by Democrats. WorldNet Daily's got the piece. In my opinion, you should be able to add a third little sub-headline that would be something like, how in the world did all this happen so well for the Republicans and then the president, you know, so-called get, gets beat? Uh, but anyway, that to me uh, is more part of the story as well. The next one. Uh, Hold on, you want to respond, from, Dr. Uh, Bradley? We got more Republicans in. That's news. Make well, feel better. Life. there is absolutely no logic, reason, or intelligence following anything that's happened in this uh, election. Um, the down ticket stuff, I mean, Biden's down ticket suffers, Trump's down ticket blossoms. And Biden wins and Trump loses. I mean, that's the the narrative that they're that they're promoting. And, and the fact of the matter is, it's usually the exact opposite. There's a um, there's there's coattails effect. And and <laughs> in this case, there's no coattails. Uh, the, the Republicans are riding into their office, but but they have really made some inroads. Now there's there's some things up in the air in the Senate right now still, but. Um, but in the House, I, I think that uh, and while there's a little bit of, you know, bubble in there, but it's still it's such a much larger, you know, uh, institution that that uh, the the things that are bubbling will not affect it nearly as much as something that could happen in the Senate. But but it's just an anomaly. It's an enigma. It's difficult to understand, and 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 I think that bespeaks of something that needs to be uh, received further investigation for sure. And I want to bring this up because I agree with your point about, hey, it, you know, it doesn't make sense for the elections. That's why we believe there's a lot of election fraud. How do you get all the downstream candidates, the opposite of who wins the presidency kind of a discussion? At some point, it doesn't seem to make <clears throat> sense there. But the real point, in my opinion, for this story is the pro-life portion, Kurt. It is a, a very, at least in my opinion, the good news there. Um, and uh, to go along with uh, what Dr. Bradley was saying, though, uh, the reports that, uh, for example, uh, coming from Sidney Powell, where she says that the uh, Dominion voting systems just automatically gave the Democrats, uh, uh, certain ones at least, um, like an extra 35,000 votes to start off with, or they made the president... Um, any vote for the president was like worth three quarters of a vote and any vote for Biden was worth one and a quarter of a vote, uh, you know, seemed to make sense when you see these uh, kind of things go on. Well, this Kurt, we have fractional story, banking. Why not fractional yeah, voting, buddy? Fractional voting. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, crazy the, town, uh, man. And I believe the, Sidney Powell's spot on on this. Let me just triple down on that fact. Good point. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and the next story uh, goes along with this because one of those um, newly elected pro-life women, you know, they they try to say that the uh, Republicans don't have any women, you know, voters or there's, you know, all the women are for the Democrats. Well, it doesn't really make sense about this, does it? But one of those uh, is highlighted with the next story. It says, we need more common sense. Republican Lauren Boebert heads to Washington to represent Colorado's third congressional district. Um, do you know, remember who this lady is? Yeah, uh, so Dr. Bradley? she's from Rifle, Colorado, to give you a hint. Well, Rifle, Colorado, let me just tell you a little bit about Rifle, Colorado. It, it, it goes with my theorem. The higher the population density, the greater the propensity to socialism. And if a university is in the, in the community, it, it puts it on steroids. And Rifle, Colorado... Definitely is on the opposite end of the scale. <laughs> now, let's be clear. When you say the greater the propensity, you really mean the greater the likelihood, the greater the reality, because I don't know of an exception. Do you? Well, I really don't. In fact, I, I've looked at some uh, some of the maps lately in regards to how the voting went in the high population density areas. We're definitely on the socialist scale, and the low population is, and the and the the people that are really for the socialism are saying, "Well, the dirt doesn't know what they're talking about," you know, because they they talk about it, you know, the 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 fact that the people are out in the dirt. Well, I I have found that the closer that people become to the earth, you know, the natural format of life, if you will, that God created, the the greater the common sense, and and I I have not really found a a uh, an exception to this rule, but I'm still waiting for it. I'm, I'm looking for it. I'm not saying it's something that's, you know, cast in concrete or anything. It's but not cast it in sure concrete, follows. but it, it's beyond um, just a propensity. It's a, uh, it's really a, a cause and effect relationship to a great degree without a single exception that we can find in history. I'll say that. But speaking of Rifle Colorado, <laughs> this Lauren Bobert lady is a restaurant owner, right, Kurt? Well, you're exactly right, and uh, her restaurant literally has the uh, waitresses uh, basically packing. They're not just packing your food, uh, they're packing heat, um, and, um, you know, that's what they do there in Rifle, Colorado. I called yeah, the... They, they carry, they, everybody's carrying is what he's saying. They're carrying the uh, Second Amendment on their hip. <laughs> yeah, open carry, they're doing it. It's uh, been going on for quite a while pretty safe place i tried to call the restaurant and and get lauren's number and uh then i could never get a hold of lauren they just sent me to her campaign and then of course the campaign never called me back and whatever and i offered to one uh go there and broadcast live from their restaurant uh but i couldn't you know get a hold of anybody that would help me make it happen so i don't know what's gonna well happen if it does that. let me know maybe i'll travel over with you that sounds like a fun trip i, I mean, think uh... we might go even if they don't allow us to broadcast live just to say we've been there and support the best we can but it's really sad to me when you try to reach out and kind of promote these things and do these things, and you just run into brick walls everywhere. Well, there's also, you know, people's lives get pretty busy, too. I mean, you know, I guess we can't take it too hard on people when, you know, I, I think there's a lot of things tugging on her as a newly elected uh, representative. Oh, know? yeah, this was before she got By elected, the way, though. I was hoping it would be a window it? where she'd want some uh, promo, you know? Yeah, oh, by the okay. way, one of the things that gave her some real notoriety is she basically opposed the Beto O'Rourke uh, big time, the one who ran against uh, Cruz in Texas. Uh, so he was uh, basically saying, we're going to take your guns. And she was like, no, you're not, you know. And so, uh, 
you know, here's a woman, you know, heading to Congress. Maybe she'll uh, even strengthen the backbone of somebody like uh, Mitch McConnell. All right, in uh, 2021, let's plan a time and go over there and eat, to say the least. Let's do that, people. That's something we ought to go do. I agree with Dr. Bradley. There you go. Next headline says, uh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, says Georgia GOP chief uh, Biden won by higher percentage than dictators in fixed elections. Just another anomaly that makes us question the vote, Kurt. Yeah. Subheadline: Our attorneys have requested an investigation. World Net Daily piece. Um, next headline says uh, by Cameron Arcand uh, from the Western Journal says Canada Elections Department announces it doesn't use the controversial Dominion voting systems, even though it's, um, I guess, headquartered there, or at least it was. Uh, there's some reports now that, uh, you know, everybody's moving out, and the LinkedIn guys who are, you know, uh, employees of Dominion are all pulling their LinkedIn info. Uh, there's also one other report that is Is it because there's on no this, fraud, that, no scandal there that they're pulling all that info and packing away and running like, you know, uh, it sure doesn't look good, does it? Uh, but the other one, other story from the weekend that I thought was useful um, looks like the Ohio, or not Ohio, but uh, I think it was it's either Michigan or Wisconsin or um, Pennsylvania. One of those three. Uh, they were going to have the Dominion guys come in and explain how everything was up on the up, up and up. You know, the only problem is they decided at the last moment just not to show up, and they. All they did was lawyer up, I guess you could well, say. Well, how are you going to show so. up and explain that, Kurt? It's kind of like the scandals yeah. of the Volkswagen on the vehicles. How are you going to explain that your system ain't cheating when we can show that it is? Good what are you going to do? Yeah. Right. This is why they're, I'm yeah. telling you right now, Sidney Powell's right. President Trump's right on this. Why Sidney Powell and President Trump's legal team split up, I don't know. I don't want to read into that. But it, Dominion even admits that it donated to the Clinton Foundation. They hired a Pelosi staffer. Exactly right. Okay, they, uh, they're dirty as it gets. How do you expect those yeah. people to literally deliver candid, transparent information? It's not going to happen. Good point. That's a great point. As Mr. Yeah. Crosby would say, other than that, it's not so bad, huh? Yes. All right. Joe Biden, uh, uh, do you think he'll be president? Kurt thinks Trump will still win. I think Biden's going to take the cake on January 20th. What do you think, Dr. Bradley? We'll get your answer. Whole lot more news when we come back on your radio. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches.
in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. All right, I'm calling it a friendly wager. I'm thinking Biden's in. Kurt thinks Trump's going to prevail. I pray Trump prevails. I agree Sidney Powell's correct as all get out why the Trump administration decided to uh, have their campaign and attorneys distance themselves from Sidney Powell is beyond me, except for they're not really ready to take on complete vote fraud and take the whole system down like Sidney Powell is. That's kind of the problem is that the swamp uh, is surrounding Trump so hardcore <laughs> then I don't know. Time will tell. What do you think? Who do you think is going to be inaugurated on the 20th of January, Dr. Bradley? Or do you think it's going to be delayed? You know, Kurt brought up the very likelihood it could be delayed, too. You know, Trump has a pathway to victory, so to speak, as they talk about it. I mean, it's a very real, it's a viable process. I am. Trump was not able to drain the swamp and using the vernacular he uses in four years. I don't think four weeks is going to drain the swamp. And um, while there may be some complete, devastatingly diabolical revelations, I'm not so sure that they're going to be able to be adjudicated in a manner that will allow this to happen. I think Sidney Powell has some very compelling, amazing accusations and, and um she talks about having the evidence in hand, and and uh, I I'm I'm waiting to have the evidence brought forth. I remember this is a civil action that she's pursuing. I don't know who's funding her efforts and how they're collating together what her legal team looks like, if it's not uh, associated with Trump. But it seems to me that. Uh, what she's doing is not like a criminal trial thing, although she uh, proposes that there's so much criminal activity, it should be followed up with that. It's a civil action that uh, can be demonstrated with a propensity or a uh, uh, kind of not without a shadow of a doubt kind of guilty kind of thing. And, and so it may ultimately be proved, but I have never seen the courts move this fast. It's going to have to be escalated. It can still go through with enough challenges that it goes to the House, and the House will vote by state, one vote, one state, and the Republicans, if they stick together, will win it with that. But uh, because there's 26, I think, Republican-majority uh, states, I think there's a couple that are evenly split, and, uh, and then the rest are Democrats. But, but the 26 would give the victory to, to the Republicans, but... I don't think it's a done deal. I don't think anybody can say we've got this in the bag. I don't. I agree, but, and I think one thing we need to remember is that President Trump has the right to due process. We cannot ignore that reality. And if he believes that something's not right, you can say 
He's crazy. You don't agree with him. You can say whatever you want, but we have to allow due process. We have to allow the president to receive a redress of grievance. If we don't allow that fundamental reality in America, who else is going to get a fair redress of grievance? Who else is going to get a fair due process scenario if the president can't? So this is critical to understand, Dr. Bradley. Well, it most certainly is, and we don't uh, we don't understand it very well as a country, and certainly the major media is not contributing to that, and certainly uh, they well they awarded the election about three minutes into the evening in Virginia, for example, and certainly in Arizona, but uh, but things were were far different. They were looking far different when they when they made their call. It's. It's just like it's a it's a railroad job, and you're right. There needs to be due process, and there are some processes in place, and there have been some contended or challenged elections through the years. You know, in 1876 and and in 1887, certainly the Jefferson uh, one in 1800. Uh, but but you know. The, the media is claiming authority, and they're, they're stirring the pot to the point that if it does get flipped, I'm, I'm not confident that the uh, nation is going to be <laughs> very you know, comfortable with it. I think it'll be set aflame. That, that's, it's a really big challenge right now. Well, let me throw something else out, okay? If this story is true, Dominion admits that it donated to the Clinton Foundation and hired a Pelosi staffer. Okay, that kind of stuff should be getting people arrested. Well, and and the fact is, the Dominion thing, if it's as broad a scope and as internationally based as as uh, Sidney Powell is suggesting, and I, I would doubt she'd make those kinds of suggestions. She's, she seems to have a very, very uh, legalistic mind, let's put it that way, where she well, she's got a serious reputation to uphold, too. She does, indeed. And and uh, if this is it's international in its scope, uh, it seems to me that the, the revolution, if you will, against some of these despots that have been held in office by this uh, approach, boy, I'll tell you, uh, it seems like the people would be extremely upset. And by the way, I see things happening, you know, with Merkel in Germany. And um, how she is basically the, the socialist, I mean, she came as a Stasi functionary out of East Germany, and now she's leading Germany. It's like, wait, 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 who who won the Cold War when the Stasi takes over the whole of Germany? I mean, I, there's just so many shenanigans out there that just don't make sense. It's a head-scratcher. How do we get Macron in France all the time? I mean, it's a... It's one of those globalist kind of cabals that are going across the board, and the people are in the streets saying, no, don't do this, don't do this. And, and they keep getting these globalists into the office. It's bigger than third world well, countries, imagine, is what I think I'm saying. <laughs> Amen uh, imagine that. if you were a sales guy for um, Dominion. You know, Scott, and you, uh, Dr. Bradley, you're probably you looking go, for for a new job. <laughs> well, what I mean is, uh, I mean before when before oh, this before. was okay. coming out, and and you could go to pretty much any crooked, you know, uh, individual and say, hey, uh, by the way, we've got a system that'll make sure that you can stay in office. Now, what it does is it just, um, you know, it, it'll make it look like you got in a close election, but 
you know, will continue to put you in office. And, you know, uh, I mean, you can see why that would be very tempting for those, uh, you know, bad guys that don't want, well, they don't want to be unelected, if you will, to, uh, I mean, you'd, you'd have a heck of a product there. You know, you know the, the Founding Fathers coined the term secret combination. And most people today don't even have never even heard the term across America. But but basically, it's a uh, it's political machinations. It's it's the uh, intrigue that um, they're looking to pull the levers of government to allow their agenda to be brought about for their purposes, and they're really not in the cause of liberty. Therefore, very selfish and and uh, diabolical purposes normally. And and government is uh, the most powerful mortal force on earth. I mean, obviously, God's more powerful. Yeah, secret combinations are conspiracy theories turned into conspiracy reality. That's a secret combination. And by the way, I I think I may have mentioned to you guys before, and I don't know if I haven't or have, but uh, I initially started my doctoral thesis to um, write the definitive book (laughs) on, on conspiracies, because they are the most easily proven mortal facts almost in history. They are all across the world. And I collected a huge amount of documentation in regards to that, but I found myself being kind of sucked into a vortex. It was deep. It was dark. It was evil. It was heavy. And and I, I just found my life being consumed by the, the burden of the wickedness of this whole thing. And so I, I tossed all my, my research. I mean, I had a, a boatload, so to speak, of research that that unequivocally demonstrated the universal nature and mortality of these kinds of conspiracies. People that, that use an ad hominem attack and say, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Well, basically, they're putting you in a box that's supposed to discount you, but truly, it is what people do, and particularly in, in the most uh, wicked ways it happens for government because they're seeking to control the levers of government that will allow them to take the most powerful mortal force on earth and use it for their own purposes. I mean, World War II was just basically a gang war. I mean, whether you're a fascist or whether you're a democratic socialist or whether you're a communist, your colors were who you were fighting for, and it raged across the, all the nations of the world, basically, to see who was going to be the lead gang. It's the Crips and the Bloods, or whatever you want to call it. And and that's what World War II was, but it had the force of government behind it, and they rolled back and forth across nations and, and untold lives, the diabolical nature of it. I mean, war really is the germ of all wickedness. Every other immoral practice is magnified by war. And that's what governments do if you get bad people in, and that's why the American Founding Fathers sought to contain and control and divide the powers that are found in government so that they would not be misused. Amen to that. Sidney Powell makes another interesting statement. I don't think Donald Trump and team have the stomach for what Sidney Powell's bringing up, ladies and gentlemen. We'll tell you the statement in seconds. Uh, I agree with Sidney completely. <laughs> uh, but I don't see uh, the Trump campaign or anybody else having the stomach for it. Time will tell. Quick pause. Sam Kurt and the good doctor, Dr. Scott Bradley, on your radio. Freedoms, risingsun.com. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. 
USA Radio News with Lance Pry. The politicians making decisions for millions of Americans during this pandemic have never missed one paycheck. How could they understand the life and death consequences of their decisions? The curfews and business closures didn't work in Europe this fall, yet here we are. Republican Congresswoman-elect Young Kim tells Fox, Democrat California Governor Gavin Newsom has failed the people. Instead of helping businesses to be creative and innovative and to stay afloat and keep their businesses open, Governor is doing, I mean, he's basically uh, enjoying himself going to a, a restaurant and telling everybody else not to do it. I understand their frustration. The United States has formally withdrawn from the Treaty on Open Skies, an agreement between 34 nations to observe one another's militaries through unarmed flyovers. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said Sunday, Russia continued to block flyovers and we're not following the treaty. USA Radio News. We've all heard it. Eat healthy. But what does eating healthy mean? Sure, there are countless diets out there, but they contradict each other. Yet all experts agree we should eat a diet rich in fruits and vegetables. Whole fruits and vegetables are the perfect fuel to power the cells in your body, giving you the stamina you need to handle your day-to-day activities. And that's what Balance of Nature is. Whole fruits and vegetables delivered to you in a convenient capsule form for only 22 cents a serving. Our proprietary blend has no additives or fillers, just the full nutritional value of a variety of 31 different fruits and vegetables. Balance of Nature provides you with a natural energy boost without a caffeine crash, a 3 o'clock slump, or an early bedtime. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself by going to balanceofnature.com or by calling 1-800-246-8751 and use discount code USA. Another one of President Trump's Operation Warp Speed participants, AstraZeneca, has announced their COVID-19 vaccine is 90% effective in late-stage trials. That now makes three vaccines that could be delivered as early as two weeks. I would expect maybe on day two after approval, on the 11th or on the 12th of December, hopefully, Uh, the first people will be immunized across the United States. With the level of efficacy we have, 95%, or so of the population being immunized would allow for true herd immunity to take place. Operation Warp Speed's Dr. Monsef Slawi on CNN says herd immunity could be accomplished in the U.S. by May of 2021 if 70% of Americans get the vaccine. President Trump was up early this morning on Twitter He says, in certain swing states, there were more votes than people who voted, and in big numbers. Does that not really matter? You're listening to USA Radio News. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the next article uh, that we uh, have on the list here is by Art Moore. And the headline reads, uh, Sidney Powell, colon, um, it's from WorldNet Daily, by the way, uh, impeach John Roberts if he dismisses election fraud. And, uh, you know, we hear about the whole impeach thing whenever, you know, of course, the Democrats talked about it big time and even attempted to do it. Well, they did it in the House with the president it was never uh, affirmed or whatever they call it by in the senate but uh you know you sure think there's a lot more opportunity for impeach uh kind of efforts um when it comes to 
our judges, don't you, Dr. Bradley? Well, I am absolutely an advocate of impeachment, and I think that uh, uh, tragically, as, as Jefferson said, it's basically a scarecrow, and nobody uses it. It should be used regularly. The uh, The last one, uh, the Supreme Court, that actually was moving ahead very much, well, I guess we can talk about Abe Fortas, and he resigned uh, back in, uh, I believe it was 1969, uh, in order, I think, to save Douglas also. Uh, but there was some movement back there, and, and it was it looked like there was some validity. And to re- if you people ought to review that case and see how corrupt Fortas was. He was one of Lyndon Johnson's uh, strong-arm men, and, and Johnson put him in the Supreme Court. So it has happened. Chase, clear back in the Jefferson day, I mean, it's so rare uh, that that it happens, uh, and there have been some cases below the Supreme Court that have been carried out, but they're rare, and I wished that we would use that a couple, two or three hundred times a year for a while um, to, until the people that are in office come to realize that they're truly at risk if they violate their oath of office. Now, let's be and, abundantly clear. Sidney Powell is right on this one, too, Dr. Bradley. Well, I, I believe so. And in fact, but you you need to understand, I have never been an advocate of, of uh, John Roberts. Uh, in fact, when I was on the Republican State Central Committee in our state, I uh, advocated that that the committee take the position that Roberts should not be confirmed. Now, that wasn't going to happen. It was not a popular advocacy. Oh, no, he's a great conservative, you know. It's a, boy, oh, man, he'll, he'll uphold everything. And Roberts had demonstrated to me during his hearing that he was unworthy of the office by the position he took. He is absolutely an advocate of, uh, of case law and that nothing that has been done before should ever be overturned. And that's what the Supreme Court makes bad decisions all, all the time. Uh, for example, Reed v. Covert in 1956-57, where the Supreme Court overturned itself. It in, made in, a fact, decision true, as, in fact, true fidelity to the Constitution would demand, if you see a case that's wrong, that you basically jettison that uh, false premise uh, and return uh, to constitutionality. Uh, your uh, oath of office would demand such behavior. And, 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 and so... For Roberts to take that position is absolutely absurd. They make bad decisions. They're mortal. And and the 5-4 decisions, I mean, it's like, holy cow, it's because of the agendized approval process that we've got, that we've got this kind of stuff going on. They should be equally liable to be removed from office. The Article 3 says it's during good behavior. And if you violate your oath, it's not good behavior. And I wish it wasn't just for justices and judges and everything like that. I think it ought to be applied liberally. That's one term I'll use, I think, and I'll feel good about, across all elected offices, too, because we have got not only scoundrels, they're ignorant and they're they're deceived and all sorts of reasons. But they And because be they violated so many checks and balances, we have no other way to get them out. Even a block and tackle doesn't seem to work, and that's why... I don't have a lot of confidence in Trump's team fighting the vote fraud or Sidney Powell fighting the vote fraud. I think they're right on the point without a doubt. I just think the system is so corrupt. And when I see when I start seeing people get arrested like Dominion for literally, um, you know, funding Hillary Clinton's campaign. uh, Well, like this next story here that Kurt's going to mention, you know, you start arresting people for these things that we know are criminal. Then I'll start to believe we're going to get somewhere. You start impeaching somebody. I'll believe we're getting somewhere. But if you leave all the swamp monsters in place i just don't see how you can uh prevent them from 
having their way with us because they've got too much power. Next one, Kurt, highlights the point. Thank you, Sam. That's from the Western Journal. Jack Davis is the author. It says uh, voter fraud charge. Yeah, that's right. Voter fraud charge. 8,000 fraudulent voter registrations applications from two men in L.A. County. Now, let me stop Um, you. This should take about a day or so to to adjudicate, to figure out if it really happened, if it's true. And if so, people need to be in the clink, Dr. Bradley. And if we're not going to get that stuff done on those small levels in L.A. and, and, and get the small guys accountable, uh, whether this is big or small, hey, we're not going to get the big ones. Well, that's kind of like Lennon. You know, you have a couple of murders and suddenly it's big mainstream, you know, headlines. He killed 10 million people like he did at the Kulaks. It's, well, like Stalin did. He killed them in the 30s. I mean, it's just kind of a statistic. And, and, and you say, well, let's, let's, let's show that we've got some commitment to this thing of cleaning things up. I would be kind of shocked if these things are brought to justice. But, but man, I'm hoping and praying for it. Because Amen. if we lose the vote, we've lost the, the nation. The next one highlights uh, the case as well. This is an easy one to figure out and solve. Kurt? Good point, Sam. Yeah, what you've got here uh, is, uh, says, Nevada scheme handed out prizes for voting uh, by WorldNet Daily subheadlines. Simply put, this is illegal. And um, like okay, you said, so who Sam, set it uh, up? Who handed out the prizes? It should literally take the DA there, like maybe two or three hours, to get to the bottom of it, find out who's guilty. Uh, you know what? And put them on trial and prosecute them. But I don't see any of that happening. The problem is, at least one of the problems is uh, the huge amounts of money that the Soros crowd has put into putting their own DAs in, where they let the criminals go in in a lot of these places, I believe as well well and that's why i say if we keep letting the criminals go we'll never get to the bottom of this it's just not possible they've got too much power too much money now if we can start really holding people accountable then i believe we'll get somewhere i don't i don't feel like it's not solvable but i do feel like you're gonna have to see certain signposts on the way to solutions dr bradley well absolutely and like i say four years of the trump administration and as the swamp drained no not even partially it's bigger than i know than he even anticipated but think about this for a minute when you had these blatant disregard of all of the 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 ways the laws and the american strategic uh, minerals let's put and clinton's sellout of our uranium she should have been put in jail for violating everything like that but but there no it's been four years four years plus, because it happened during the Obama administration. There just never is an accountability, and that's what's really disheartening, is that these people continue to have their preeminence and prominence, and it's kind of like there's they got this hands-off sign on them, you can't touch me because I am one of the elite, and, and it shouldn't be that way. And I, I think it's a travesty that America has fallen to this point that the secret combinations are in whole, such sway in the nation today. And I fear for the nation. I fear Amen. for our republic. Now, I know this. President Trump tried to create a vote fraud uh, task force right when he got elected. It never uh, got any traction. But it, but it never got traction, got disbanded. That was the time to fight this. Now it's not. I mean, I'm not saying we shouldn't try to fight it now, but I'm saying it's really a day late and a dollar short at this point. Is it part of the problem again? We had four years to clean up and to make sure the right people were there. We had four years to drain the swamp and arrest and fire and and prosecute and et cetera, et cetera. I don't know how many people went to jail, but nobody big, not a single one. I don't know of a single program that got shut down. 
Not a one. Well, then it would seem, uh, particularly if some of Sidney Powell's accusations are, are true, that there's been those that are complicit at the very highest levels of the Justice Department and our intelligence department, so-called intelligence. You know, they, the people that say, oh, the CIA, well, they're not our friend, apparently. They're not a friend of liberty. They're not a friend of the principles. Well, we had to shut down the CIA entirely. Well, never should have started. I mean, it, it's. I mean, when you look at Alan Dulles and what he was, holy cow! I yeah. mean, that guy was one of the globalists from the very beginning. Back in 1916, he was helping put Wilson's deal, uh, his fingerprints, all over what was going to, what Europe was going to be after the war, and how we were going to be in a global government. And he's the CIA guy, while his brother John Foster Dulles is the Secretary of State for Eisenhower. These guys were bad guys in the 19-teens, and they had their fingerprints all over what was happening in the government clear into the late 60s and early 70s. But don't worry, there's a pro-Trump crowd in the news, Kurt. Well, that's right, Sam. Uh, And this is a Jack Davis story from the Western Journal again. Um, Kind of makes me think of the time we sang on the porch of the Hammonds there, but it says a pro-Trump crowd breaks out in patriotic song all sing Star-Spangled Banner together. Um, and I think that's and, good uh, news because we got to start somewhere, but unless we start putting teeth in it, we can't just run around and sing Kumbaya. Uh, we got to go to the next level and until people start getting arrested. I mean, here's what I see. Sidney Powell's going to say, yeah, people gave out prizes for vote fraud uh, in Nevada. Then the mainstream press is going to go, no, they didn't. Move along. And since nobody get, is accountable, nobody gets arrested, what stands? The answer, the lie. The vote fraud, that's what stands. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim, a strategy Like the heroic Christians of the past, we win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q, The Calm Before the Storm, by a friend of Megagoria. The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q, The Calm Before the Storm, available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S., at 205-672-2000. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support the publisher's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that preserve the vanishing American cowboy, farmer, and sheepherder. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Each issue of Range Magazine also features great gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine. 
right. Back with you live. Dr. Scott Bradley with us. Freedomsrisingsun.com is website. Check out his weekly webinars. They're incredible. Q&As and more on the Constitution to preserve the nation. His collegiate series as well from the good doctor. Prescriptions all through it for America's restoration, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so, Kurt, yeah, we got to start arresting people and getting it done. Uh, I guess Lou Dobbs is uh, bringing some stuff to our attention, and this scares me more than makes me feel better. Well, just a little uh, footnote on the previous story about the Star Spangled Banner. Where that happened was that that million mega march, they called it, uh, Saturday or two ago, I think it was. Uh, and uh, people showed up from, uh, you know, uh, I mean, one one individual drove 14 hours from Florida and others. Uh, they're, you know, the American people are, in my opinion, many of them waking up, uh, and I hope that it's time that the, uh, well, that's been uh, forecast or prophesied, I don't know if you want to call it that or whatever you want to say, that the America will be saved, uh, but it won't be saved in Washington. It'll be saved by the good people of America, and I hope that's what's happening. But the headline uh, that you're talking about, Sam, from WorldNet Daily says, Lou Dobbs, colon, FBI investigating 2020 presidential election results, quote, highly reliable source says bureau probing astonishing acts of misconduct um and the pentagon i'm sorry the fbi studying it or looking into it they've always just played the provocateur cover-up agent so when they look into it it makes me even more scared that we'll never get to the bottom of it dr bradley you know the fbi uh, in fact many 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 decades ago i considered uh, affiliating and participating. It had a, um, you know, it was kind of a clean-cut, high-type American uh, group, but uh, it's questionable in terms of, of the, what it's involved in nowadays in terms of, you know, a national police force kind of, you know, drift. But but it sure seems to have been infiltrated at the highest levels with those that are complicit with the with the deep state that we've been talking about. And they have facilitated cover-ups. I mean, whether it's the Oak City bombing or the the 9/11 things or the Ruby Ridge things or the David Koresh things, I mean, their have their fingerprints are all over cover-ups. And and I'm very concerned about the JFK stuff. I mean, so it, even back in the day, I thought I was maybe interested in it as a, a young man. Um, but but I mean, I I just find that there's really really. They're agendized also, tragically, and I'm very concerned about that, too. I would like to see, I mean, there's obviously, I'm not even obviously, but there are, in my opinion, very good FBI agents that are there for the right reasons to do the right things. But if the if it's uh, the whole barrel can go bad when you've got a few bad apples at the top, you know. Well, and oftentimes the bad apples at the top use a military idea, which is they basically you know, on an as-needs-to-know basis. So a lot of the agents that won't go along with their tyrannical abuse and their fraud and their cover-up and their, um, you know, et cetera, they don't get brought in the know on certain cases and stuff like that. And so, you know, I know FBI agents, and a lot of them are great, wonderful people, and they say, hey, we're concerned about it even. I've got FBI agents that have told me personally, hey, I'm very concerned about what's happening. I just have no control. I'm not brought into the things to stop the crimes and the bad things happening. I do what I can to do what's right at my level and at my station, uh, but I don't have complete control. You know, they blatantly have told me that. Uh, But I get very, very, very worried when the FBI or the CIA is involved because I say, hey, these are the people who have built the, 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 the crimes and the problems that we're facing. 
These aren't the people that solve them. And so when they're involved now, Sidney Powell, I probably trust more than anybody in the whole group at at least trying to get to the bottom of it. I don't know what her chances are now that she has to go it alone. But I pray for her and I pray for her success. But I don't have a lot of confidence. Pretty soon the FBI will be gumming up the thing uh, once again. Dateline, Arizona. Kurt? Very good, Sam. Yeah, the headline here reads, uh, Arizona's bigs, comma, Gozar, this election is a joke. America deserves an election audit. Um, Now, we're talking about Andy Biggs and Paul Gozar, a couple of uh, uh, from the uh, House of Representatives that also are, uh, well, they hail from Arizona. Are you familiar with them, Dr. Bradley? Well, yeah, there's some there's some good people in the Arizona area, but there's some real scoundrels down there too that uh, that really concern me, and they've done some dastardly things over the decades that I've been kind of watching Arizona. I mean, I I'm in and out. I'm not it's not under the microscope all the time, but but boy, there's some people down there that I wouldn't trust to watch my goldfish if I owned one of them, and and they're in high office and. And they get elected to high office. But some of these people you're talking about are, are trying to, I think, take the right approach. And I believe Biggs and Ghosts are two of them. They're not perfect. Yeah. But I believe they're doing a great work, and I agree with them. This election is a joke. And I wish we could get to the bottom of it and expose the truth. But like I say, until people start getting arrested, until people start literally having accountability, <clears throat> until we start impeaching people, look, this is not going to be a fun restoration it's going to be hardcore and you're going to have to see as we drive towards liberty you're going to have to see markers milestones whatever you want to call it road signs along the way showing success and progress you can't just say we're going to win it 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 and every sign that gets popped up says hey the tyrants continue to abuse the tyrants continue to abuse and hope that we're going to win now trump did do a good thing um to mention as well kurt before you leave that just for a second, if I something came to mind, sure. You know, you talk about getting calluses when you when you work. You know, if you're working on a shovel or a pick or whatever, and, and you you're toughen up. And uh, America has not had any political calluses. Uh, we grumble and gripe and we whimper and we whine, and we go back and watch our football game or our basketball game or, or hunker down and bunker up in our COVID. Uh, retreat, whatever we're doing today. But the political process requires a tough-mindedness because bad people really will seize control of it if they can. And we have been complicit and complacent for so long in America that our spiritual or our, our political calluses have not developed like they should to the point that we can actually do the hard lifting. I, I fear that the, the general American... Is, is soft and wimpy and uh, marshmallowy on uh, most of the things. And that's why the bad people have come to the forefront and we are not doing our jobs to maintaining this cause of liberty on behalf of ourselves and our posterity. Our posterity are being cheated because we're so lazy and, and compliant. Kurt? Well, I don't know what to say except for I agree, um, but a little bit more on the uh, uh, Gozer uh, uh, Biggs uh, story that we were just talking about. Um, you know, they basically had some little videos that they did. They they said democracy dies in darkness, right? Yeah, unless you've been living. I agree. 
unless you've been living under a rock for over a week, you'll recall that Republicans across the board had a decisive lead. Americans went to bed on election night expecting to wake up to four more years of President Trump's America First agenda. Big said, why in the most consequential election of our lifetime did these swing states decide to stop the count in Wisconsin just before 4 a.m.? Over 100,000 votes are dumped, and almost every single one of them well, was for Vice President Powell, Joe Biden. Because their algorithm isn't – the landslide for Trump was way more than they estimated, and because they knew they didn't have their algorithms in place to go ahead and manipulate the vote and Trump was going to win, they had to stop it and adjust the algorithms. And I believe Sidney Powell is spot on target. Amen to that. Uh, he says, uh, in Michigan, Biden somehow got 138,339 votes, and Trump got none. Zero. In an overnight vote dump, uh, media pundits rushed in to chalk it up to mail-in votes finally being added to the equation. According to the left-wing box, a data glitch had momentarily caused the count to change. Uh, Gozer notes, uh, anyway, they go on and they, they list a whole bunch of these and they just say, um, what the heck's going on with the Dominion voting system, by the way, they use it in Arizona. It's no wonder folks in Arizona have lost faith in our process. Yeah. This is the United States of America, not an episode of Scandal or House of Cards. So uh, Gozer right. said, adding that Americans deserve nothing less than full transparency. America deserves an election audit. America deserves to know that every legal vote has been counted. Couldn't agree anyway, more. Anyway, um, yeah, there you go. Now, Trump did the Next, right thing uh, just a day late and a dollar short, Kurt. Very good, Sam. The headline you know, reads, President Trump. Uh, go ahead. Americans, we think we're entitled, we're endowed, we're, we're simply, you know, we're Americans for crying out loud. Nothing like this can happen here. I mean, good grief! I mean, we're, we're isn't it our heritage? Isn't it our DNA to be free? No, there isn't anything like that. There's got to be engagement at every level, and we've got to foster the idea of proper principles. I mean, the, yeah, there's principles, but then there's proper principles. You can have a principle of socialism and destroy the nation, but it's got to be based on the foundation that was established originally, and that's what we're trying to foster is a return to that. But unless Americans engage, we're going to get the kind of government we, we deserve. And we have been so complacent. I just can't, I can't put a number on something that is as huge as that right now. Amen. We've got to re-engage. And we may have some bumpy road to go over to get there. Well, I think the uh, phrase would be, we will have. Uh, but anyway, uh, the, the uh, next piece says... Uh, uh, President Trump fires top election cybersecurity official Chris Krebs. Um, you know, somebody uh, highlights or um, enhances that thing and says uh, this guy spent weeks um, striking down the president's conspiracy theories, they call them, uh, about election fraud. So, in other words, you know, one this more is where swamp, you're swamp just, monster you're finally You're just surrounded gone. by the swamp monsters for so long. Firing after the fraud was committed isn't going to help, Kurt. It's a day late and a dollar short. Now, just imagine if Kurt Crosby was in Chris, whatever his name is, place. What do you think would be happening, Kurt? Good point, Sam. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like there would be uh, some uh, different activity going on. Uh, the next headline reads, Report Rocket Star James Harden wants a trade because owner supports Trump. So, uh, you know, if you, you see go. this going on... Uh, 
there may be some big stuff going on. Yeah, just steal anyway. the the team from the owner and just take it away from him and just call it COVID <laughs> well, and just take his property. I think they should, especially if the owner's a white guy, right, Sam? Yeah, that's uh, a next, double reason. In fact, if he's white, throw him in jail too. There you go. Next story says uh, 1.4 million in counterfeit U.S. cash from Ukraine seized in Chicago mail facility. Uh, Nolte. Uh, next story says. Uh, Corporate media threatened to blacklist Parler and Substack for refusing to blacklist. All right. So, so bottom line is know. Parler's a multimedia group or a social media group or whatever else, and they don't want to censor. And Hey, they're going to get sued because they're not going to censor and stuff like that. This is where we've got, you know, kind of these problems going on. We joke about uh, arresting the white guy that, that has the, the team and he sponsors Trump. We're just making a point. That's where these criminals are going. The real law doesn't matter to these people at all. But we've allowed so many secret combinations to get above the people at this point. It's going to take real prayer, real humility, and real grit to turn it around. And I have faith that we can do it. I don't have faith if I don't see the signs along the way. If you're going down the road and I don't see any signs showing me that we're going in the right direction, I don't believe we're going in the right direction. How dumb am I? Final word to you, doctor. Well, again, we, it's not in our DNA because uh, it's just embedded in us. We, it, it's going to take effort on our part to restore this thing and, and Americans have got to start participating wholeheartedly and we've got to put people in office that are principled to the core and we haven't got that. I mean, holy cow. we got to have this morality election, in the people and this election just mirrors the immorality in the people. It does indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, God save the Republic of the United States of America.